Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. Thanks for joining us today on Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. We appreciate you being a part of the program today by listening, but we also want you to take action, which means when this program's over, share it with your friends and family. Take the program and share it out there on social media, on on email, however you can get it in the hands of as many people as possible, uh, especially today. I mean, we say that almost every day, right? But today, this program, I'm telling you, this is a big Big deal. It's going to have a huge impact on your life, on my life, on our children, our grandchildren. So we need to do everything we can to be a voice of reason and get some some of this information in the hands of the people that, that aren't hearing it anywhere else. I'm telling you, that's so hard to find truth these days. By the way, I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. I'm here with David Barton and Tim Barton. David's, of course, America's premier historian. He's our founder here at Wall Builders. Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And we are thankful for you joining us. Check us out at our website, wallbuilders.com, and make that one-time or monthly contribution there. Come alongside us. Help us reach as many people as possible with truth. All right, David and Tim, we got to Michelle Bachman, former congresswoman from Minnesota, going to be with us here in a little while. She's over at Regent University now, but she's been at the World Health Organization or summit that they've been doing, trying to basically take over health care and pandemic control for the whole world. And so we'll get a report from her on that. Um, is it surprising to you guys that American leaders would not want to have control? Like, where'd the self-interest part go where everybody wants to have the power themselves? Why are they so willing to give this up to a, a, an international organization? Well, I don't think any conservatives and Republicans are, are promoting this. I, I'd say that. Maybe there's a couple that would be supportive of this, but they're definitely not conservative. They might be Republican. They're not conservative. Certainly, this is a position, when you look at Democrats uh, that have been promoting the growth of government. And especially when you look back to President Obama, when, when his notion, when he went on the uh, apology tour for America and, and his kind of anti-American exceptionalism talk, when he said, America is no more special than any other nation. We're all special in our own special ways. And there's been a move by progressive Democrat leftists to de- make, make an attempt to dethrone America in Americans' eyes, but also on the world stage, saying America shouldn't be a world leader and we should all just be in this together and we're one big team and we're going to do things together. So it's not surprising to me to see the Biden administration follow suit with what I think the Obama administration was promoting many years ago. So it's not a surprise to me. Again, there's probably a few Republicans that I could see getting behind this on some level, but this is definitely not a conservative position, and it's not a traditional American independent position by any regards. And also notice that this is just about health care. We're just ceding control of health care to the World Health Organization. Recall COVID two and a half, three years ago, every single aspect of our life is controlled by health care. What we could do with worship, what we could do with speech, what we could do with education, what we could do with movement around the country, what we could do with our own jobs. It, it, we lost all of that under the guise of doing health care. So this is not a small step they're talking about. This is this is one of the steps toward complete control. And I think one of the things, too, worth pointing out is when, when people look at this, maybe some of the advocates that are saying, hey, it's not that bad. And I don't think probably most of those people are listening to our show because probably they recognize this is a really, really bad thing. But there will be some people out there saying, guys, it's not that big a deal. It's it's only in times of crisis. It's only in a health emergency. This is where it's also important to point out uh, that, that, that there is vagueness. There is a level of subjectivity to how do we define a health emergency? Because COVID was a health emergency until we realized what COVID was, until we realized how 
COVID is is certainly dangerous, but it's it's dangerous to to people of a certain age demographic with certain comorbidities and, and, and certain health conditions. It's not it's not actually dangerous for the average American that is young and that is healthy and that is active. And how do we define who, who determines what a health emergency is? And this is where it should be increasingly concerning when we are in a world in an era where you have this notion of just follow the science, but really what we mean is follow the scientist. And when you have scientists that are literally on the payroll from Pfizer, right? When, when we know that Dr. Fauci is actually getting a, a, a payback from Pfizer for some of what they are doing, the money they're making, he's getting a kickback from them. When you have scientists that are leading the movement, that are making money from big pharma and from these vaccine producers, and they're the ones that get to determine what a crisis is, there's a lot of reason we should be concerned because even though it, we, we, we would not have previously thought that saying a health emergency was a subjective term, we are now in an era where I am certainly nervous of the level of subjectivity there is when a scientist can come in and say, ooh, guys, health scare, flu season coming up. We need to lock things down for flu season. Who determines what a crisis and emergency is in these scenarios? And the other thing that goes with that is even Zuckerberg is admitting now that on Facebook, they shut down a lot of misinformation that turned out to be correct and turned out to be right. The misinformation they shut down was stuff that was opposed by the World Health Organization. So you also lose freedom when you have control going to one entity and they control the information that goes in and comes out. Uh, at, at that point, you don't have medical freedom anymore. So there's a lot of unintended consequences that go with this this thing. Now, I think there are unintended consequences. It may be full well that Biden knows exactly what he's doing with this. But I think that the American people don't fully understand what's happening with this. Well, I don't know if Biden knows full well what he's doing with this. But I think somebody in his administration. <laughs> somebody, somebody does. Yeah. Somebody is more cognizant. Not, not sure Biden knows anything full well, right? <laughs> no, I, I mean, you guys are right. I mean, there's definitely an, uh, an agenda somewhere to be pushing this in, in the way that that we are as a nation anyway, and uh, certainly as the Biden administration. Well, Michelle's out there on the front lines. She's been talking to people. She went and, and, and observed these uh, all of these gatherings, the amendments, all of that kind of stuff. So we'll get an update from Michelle Bachman. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Builders. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. In 1963, the United States Supreme Court decided that voluntary Bible reading could no longer be part of the school day. Founding Father Benjamin Rush, known as the father of public schools under the Constitution, pointedly warned that the Bible should be read in schools in preference to all other books. He specifically warned that if America ever ceased promoting biblical principles in schools, then we would waste so much time and money in punishing crimes and take so little pains to prevent them. He was right. We now have 7 million Americans in prison, on probation or on parole, and the United States has the highest incarceration rate in the world. Sadly, this was unnecessary, but is the result of no longer teaching the morals of the Bible in schools. For more information about the Founding Fathers' views on the positive impact of the Bible in schools, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Always good to have former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman with us, now dean over at the Robertson School of Government, and kind of just a new investigative reporter. Michelle, thank you so much for going over and covering the World Health Organization and this complete disaster the Biden administration is creating with these folks. Uh, this is huge, and people just don't know about it, so 
Thank you for bringing attention to it, and thanks for coming on the program to talk about it. Well, thank you. You're exactly right. The mainstream media, social media, cable news, they're not covering this story, and it's one of the biggest stories of our time, and it's being led by the Biden administration, who weirdly want to hand over authority and power to declare emergencies over health care from the United States to the World Health Organization. So just like over three years, we lived under emergency powers. We saw essentially our constitutional and our Bill of Rights suspended in many ways. Now President Biden wants to give this level of power to the World Health Organization, and not just for the United States. He wants all 194 member nations of the World Health Organization, which is the healthcare arm of the United Nations. He wants all of them to give over their authority to declare an emergency, which effectively creates a platform for the first time in history for global government. We've never seen this before, but this is what happened when I was in Geneva, Switzerland, the last week or so in May. And absent any intervention, this is going to happen. There wasn't one nation that objected of the 194. Mm. They all were in agreement. And next year at this time, they will have this done unless there's some sort of intervening. Wow. Uh, it's it's actually mind-boggling. I mean, if, if we think the you know local petty tyrants in our counties and, and our state yeah. health departments and the hospitals and all the things that happened over the last three years, we think that was bad. I mean, imagine if if essentially the Chinese are I mean, they're you know, Trump called this out back in 2020 that the WHO was essentially Chinese yeah. controlled uh, would be making the decisions for us as individuals. I mean, literally our physical health decisions made by an international organization. I would have thought that you and I were, you know, tinfoil hat crazy people. <laughs> five years ago having yeah. this conversation oh, yeah. it's reality no, it, it's happening it, it's reality and you're right the communist chinese party sees america as their number one enemy and yet the communist chinese party effectively controls the world health organization so why in the world would we empower the communist chinese yeah. to have the power to declare an emergency over the united nations the main question people ask me is well michelle how would this be enforced how would this happen we know how this will be enforced. This will be enforced by a global digital passport. What do I mean by that? That is, take a look at your phone and think of a QR code on your phone. And that QR code is controlled by the World Health Organization and whatever they dictate. So if they say that you have to have so many vaccines or so many uh, booster shots or you have to be wearing a mask or you have to lock down, you have to be in compliance with that. So your QR code would say if you are in compliance with what the WHO said, then you'd have the right to travel. Then you'd right, have the right to enter certain stores. In fact, I saw a video yesterday. It, this is current in England. And uh, to get into an Aldi's grocery store, you have to have the correct QR code to get in. So that it's in compliance. And if you don't, you can't even get in the grocery store and buy food. So what happened after this meeting in Geneva, Switzerland, is one week later, the World Health Organization and the European Union, that's about 80 countries, made an announcement that the World Health Organization will be administering the global digital passport, this 
QR code on your phone. And they said this will be operational in June of 2023. So it's here. It's here for Europe, and the WHO is controlling it. So the real question is, when will the United States join? When will we have to be in this global digital passport? And that's where most members of the House of Representatives and most members of the U.S. Senate aren't even really aware that this is happening, and they don't understand what a big thing this is. Because once sovereignty is passed, it's over decision making. It's very difficult to get it back again. Yeah. And they don't they don't believe that this will create a one world government. We've got to get our senators and our representatives to take this seriously and demand of the Biden administration that they do not put us in a global digital passport. It's it's. It's so shocking. I think people don't want to think about it. I think they, yeah. they, they hear us talk about it and they think that's just too big. That's too crazy. It couldn't possibly be happening. Or, 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 or like you said, how would they enforce it? And even without the digital stuff, I think about the enforcement from petty tyrant, frankly, stewardesses and waitresses yeah. and uh, American people we that enforce this that stuff. For three years. Yes. For three yes. years. We, so it was almost like that was a trial run. And unfortunately, I think we flunked the test because we complied because we thought we had to. Now I think they're not waiting around for us to comply. Now they're going to control us through a QR code so so that we can't get on a plane. We can't go into a store and buy something unless we comply. So we need to tell our representatives and our senator, we're not doing this. We don't consent. And you cannot allow Joe Biden to do this to us. Sovereigntycoalition.org is a place people can go to, yeah. to get more information, sign the, the, the petition, make the calls to, to members of Congress and, and local legislators as well, state legislators, yeah. make sure they're aware of this. And Michelle, you, you talked about the the actions we would be expected to take to be able to, to, to shop and to travel and do all those things. And then there's also the issue of actions that if we lived out our freedoms, in other words, if we spoke out, if we yeah. took a position on social media, if we said anything, share a tweet or a post or whatever that they disagree with, that's another way that they would uh, you know, basically cut us off, basically well, prevent us from participating in society. It is. There's 307 amendments to the international health rules and a proposed global pandemic treaty. That's all in the process of getting synthesized right now. And when I was in Geneva, Switzerland, at this last World Health Organization meeting, this is what I think your listeners won't believe. There wasn't one objection by any of the 194 countries. The year before, there had been from some smaller African countries. But what it looked like, Rick, is that in the meantime, these countries have gotten paid off. I think it's entirely possible. A lot of these countries don't really understand what they're giving up or what they're agreeing to. But I also think a number of them were just simply paid off, and it looks like they're going to go ahead. So I think some of these countries think that they're going to get American-style health care in exchange, but they won't. It's all a lie. It's a deceit. And for those who are following their Bible and reading the Bible, this convergence of events looks an awful lot like what the prophets foretold about the end times. So this Mm. isn't something for Christians to fear. We don't fear. We don't despair. What we do is we trust that God does not abandon us, but we also, we have faith, but we join faith with action, and we let our voices be heard because we certainly don't want to participate 
in any deeds of darkness. And this is a deed of darkness. Oh, that's so good, Michelle. Oh, that's so good. Such a good word for us, especially when things are this big and our brain just yeah. almost shuts down. You know, and, and, and you, you mentioned the, the, the payoff thing, and and I, I saw the article by Newt Gingrich yesterday where he goes through all the indictments that should have taken place, and I wasn't aware of all these university payoffs from the Chinese government. I mean, literally like $60 million to yeah. University of Pennsylvania, uh, 20-something, I can't remember the numbers, you know, to, to, to Delaware, and these are places that Joe Biden's officials have come from, Blinken and others that literally were were make we don't know how much money they were getting from these entities and so i you know i'm i'm not trying to make up dots here to connect this stuff is actually right there for us to see oh, it's right there to but see. so simple i mean here yeah. you have the biden administration you couldn't have one administration make this many foolish terrible tragic mistakes it's impossible the law of odds wouldn't allow it but it does make sense if you understand that China views the United States of America as its biggest enemy. And so what it looks like to me is that the enemy is actually inside the camp. They bribed the doorman and they got in and they're calling the shots now for the Biden administration. That's what it looks like. I can't prove it. That's what it looks like. But when you look at what's happening at the World Health Organization, this is where it drives the scripture. And this is where you have all 194 nations seemingly willingly giving up their sovereignty and so that to in, for the purpose of creating a global government platform that will be completed before next May. And it may be operational before then. It is operational for all of Europe this month. And I saw a video last night again from England where a man couldn't get into a grocery store unless he had the QR code. So just think, we're not talking a far off into the future. This is yeah. this year when this fight is happening. And that's why our members of the House, our members of the Senate, any local or state officials that we have, we need to raise this to, with them and tell them we do not give our consent that our lives are going to be tracked, traced, surveilled, and controlled by a QR code that's run by communist China. And and so many other things that, that you and, and, and David and others have brought attention to on ESG and DEI yeah. and how this, you know, even if you think, oh, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a really red state, we'll say no to this. No, this stuff, the, the, the tangled web here goes into your banking, you know, controlling your money. You can't get, you can't get loans. You can't, I mean, it, it is so connected out yeah. there. We have to stand up and, and say no to this and get that's our right. government to say no to this. What before I let you go, Michelle? What what you know specific action steps? So I mean, obviously, go to Sovereignty Coalition. Yeah. Where can people continue to get good information? That's the really hard part right now. I mean, you're the only one I know of that went over there on the ground, watched it firsthand, and came back and 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 gave us truth. How how are you getting good information right now? What can we recommend people to do just to, to have good sources out there? Well, the best source is the primary source, and that is who.int. Then you click on 76 World Health Assembly. You can read the 307 amendments for yourself. You can read the Global Pandemic Treaty for yourself. You can watch all the sessions that I participated in. So it's all there, who.int. Click on 76 World Health Assembly. But the, the main thing that we need to know is that there won't be a vote in the U.S. Congress over this. There won't be a vote in the Senate. This won't be a treaty that comes before the Senate. 
because the Biden administration doesn't want it to. So unless we get Republican senators and Republican House members to start standing up and demanding some answers, nothing is going to happen. So if any of your listeners know members of the House and know members of the Senate, they've got to get their attention now. This is an urgency issue. We have a very short window of opportunity, and they have got to demand answers from the Biden administration. This is a press release that was released regarding the European Union and WHO. Next week, we could have a press release from the Biden administration saying that the United States is now going to have our QR code administered by the WHO. Well, God help us if that happens, because then our lives will be enforced through the WHO, and we won't be going to Congress for a result. So we've got to wake up. We've got to realize that our freedoms are at risk, and we have to let our voice be known to our public officials. Amen. Uh, Well, I think one of the most shocking things was I had Frank Gaffney on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the fact that the Senate voted to not do their job under the Constitution and and, and require an actual vote on this thing and and treat it as a treaty as it it actually is. That's right. And and just said, you know, basically just wash their hands of it. It's uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being just a, a warrior for truth and and uh, for being true salt and light. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking time to come on and, and keep us informed about this. Always a pleasure. We don't fear, we don't despair, but we do act. Thanks, Rick. Amen. Absolutely. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hey guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have at Wall Builders called The American Story. For so many years, people have asked us to do a history book to help tell more of the story that's just not known or not told today. And we would say very providentially, in the midst of all of the new attacks coming out against America, whether it be from things like the 1619 Project that say America is evil and everything in America was built off slavery, which is certainly not true, or things like even the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization itself, not not the statement Black Lives Matter, but the organization that says we're against everything that America was built on and this is part of the Marxist ideology. There's so many things attacking America. Well, is America worth defending? What is a true story of America? We actually have written and told that story, starting with Christopher Columbus, going roughly through Abraham Lincoln. We tell the story of America, not as the story of a perfect nation or a perfect people, but the story of how God used these imperfect people and did great things through this nation. It's a story you want to check out. Wallbuilders.com, The American Story. We're back here on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Back with David and Tim Barton. Thanks to Michelle Bachman for joining us and uh, obviously for going over there, guys, and even taking the time to to, to cover this thing because so few people are talking about it. We've, of course, had Frank Gaffney on and talked about it here on Wall Builders, but most news outlets are, are just shying away from this huge subject. Like you said, Tim, uh, a pandemic, health uh, you know, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, has become a subjective term, and we want to be careful who uh, makes that definition. You know, one of the important things to do now is to do what Michelle was talking about, and that's educate. Um, because most legislators, she pointed out, they really don't know what's in this or what's happened with it or what it could mean. She was there for all of it. The legislators weren't, and I can understand them not being there. But at the same time, they've got to know. And I think one of the easier places to start that is at the state legislative level. Uh, if you get states starting to push back against the feds, the states will contact their own federal congressman. It's easier to have influence at the states, and we are seeing states now really step up. 
whether it be with ESG, it's the states that are taking the, the steps to stop ESG. It's the states that are taking the step to, to stop central digital bank currency. So the state is a good place to start. And right now, the states are willing to stand up for sovereignty and freedom in a way that we can't get done at the federal Congress because of the way it's so split up. So this is a good one to inform your state legislators about. Um, actually, just send them a link of, of this program. Let them hear what Michelle says. And so just getting that information, they can start raising the ruckus in the right way that will get the attention that, that needs to be there to help get this thing under control. And, and as Michelle pointed out, it should be very concerning when there's 194 nations and nobody is against this. That That is super bizarre, which certainly anytime we look at some of these nations uh, that are part of, whether it be the UN or a World Health Organization, you know, a UN is a great example where you look at some of these nations that are on like the human rights commissions, human rights committees, and they're some of the worst violators of human rights. We know on some level, a lot of this is a game. A lot of this is propaganda. We know China, we know Russia, some of these nations, they're not going to follow any orders from the World Health Organization. They don't want to. And yet this is something that certainly should be a concern for us in America, because we know if we have the wrong kind of leaders, somebody where it was different under President Trump, right? Where he says, hey, we're not doing that game. We're not, we're not funding you guys. We're not, we're not playing in this dumb game anymore. As opposed to if you have a leader like President Biden, who is going to say, guys, we just have to do what we're told. And it's for the good of the people that we're going to close your business and shut you down. This is a dangerous place to be in and acquiesce if we don't have the right kind of leaders. So certainly start by contacting your local officials, your state legislators, let them know what's going on. Uh, tell them we need to take a stand right now. And certainly we need Congress to take a stand. This is where we continue to see under the Biden administration examples of why elections matter and why we have to get involved in the process. We can't sit on the sidelines and think it's rigged. It doesn't matter. No, we have to get involved. We have to be responsible, do our duty. And part of our duty right now starts with contacting our state elected officials. Absolutely, Tim. Involvement, action, prayer, all of it. We got to do all of it. And and we're up against some major forces of evil. I mean, that's just a, it's the only way to describe this. And so it's no time to sit on the sideline. And as you said, no time to check out and say, oh, gonna, you know, what, whatever excuses people might want to use. This is the time to lean in, be more involved, be in even more prayer, but also taking more action and frankly, giving more of our lives, fortunes and sacred honor. It's worth it. We're doing this for our children and our grandchildren, and we're doing it to honor God with what he's given us. We're being good stewards with this talent of freedom that we've been given, not burying it, not being lazy, not being wicked, but being a good and faithful servant. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wobble. We stand undivided forever.